With Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale loan to the public, go to RMFP.com. In the meantime, I want to tell you about my friend and my guy, Eric Cook, at Farmers Insurance. I've worked with Eric for well over five years. So whether it's commercial, auto, home, or life, I'm telling you, he is the absolute best. I love that he's quick to return calls and emails. He even does that on his day off. I mean, don't you hate working with somebody and they don't communicate? Well, I do. And Eric is fantastic at it. His staff at Cook Insurance has over 70 years of experience. They know the right questions to ask to get you the right policy. And at the Cook Insurance Agency, it is about people. It is not about policies. Give them a call today, 303-790-8089. 303-790-8089. Time now for the buzz. The Buzz is presented by Eric Cook at Farmers Insurance. The Cook Insurance Group, focused on people, not policies. Call today at 303-790-8089. That's 303-790-8089. All right, let's go out to the hotline. I want to bring in my friend Todd Davis. Todd, of course, won a Super Bowl with the Broncos, and uh, he occasionally spots for me when I'm benching 300 at the gym. How are you, Todd? Good, how are you? And it is, it's usually about 300, right? Yeah, somewhere around there. Boy, you started off an interview <laughs> lying already, didn't you? <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> okay. When you were with the Broncos, it was Drew Locke's rookie season. And Buzz Lightyear, it looked like this guy was getting ready to take off. Last year did not go as planned. This year has not gone as planned, specifically as a backup coming into three games. From your perspective as a defensive player, has Drew Locke as a quarterback since his rookie season, has he progressed as a quarterback? Has he stayed the same? Or has he regressed a little bit? I think he's progressed. I think he's had to um, go through some tough challenges. Um, you know, new new coaching staff as far as offensive coordinator, COVID, um, he's had to deal with a couple things that, you know, most rookie quarterbacks or guys trying to get their footing in the league haven't had to deal with. Um, I think he's progressed. Um, I feel like when he's been in the game, he's had, had he has had turnovers that kind of have hurt the team, um, but I feel like he's made some, some good throws at times. Um, at times he's been off with the receivers, and I think that's primarily because, you know, he doesn't get a lot of work with um, the one group when he's at practice because, you know, he is the backup that mostly have developed the chemistry with Bridgewater. So hopefully this week we're able to see um, him go out there and have a little bit more chemistry with the receivers with him being a known starter uh, with a couple of days to prepare. Todd, you know I need to follow up with you saying that he progressed. The statistics say otherwise. He was, he was actually quite good his rookie season. But his numbers and his turnovers and his, his decision-making, at least from an outsider's perspective, you played the game, I didn't. It looks like he has fallen off a cliff. Yeah, he hasn't had as much time. He hasn't had um, as many opportunities uh, this year as he has. 
uh, you know, earlier in his career. Um, I think it just, you know, I still feel like um, he can surprise people. He needs to get his turnovers uh, under control in order to make, uh, you know, a push or a statement that he can be a starting quarterback in the NFL. Um, but I think that he can make better throws when he has more opportunity, and I hope he can do that on Sunday. Do you think that uh, kind of the mindset that he has that maybe because he's been a backup this year and his opportunities have been limited that sometimes when he's been out there this year, he's kind of pressed trying to kind of make the most of that moment and try to impress people instead of just kind of relaxing and playing his game. Absolutely. Um, I know um, for him, it feels like he's lost the starting job. He was once the starter there. Now he's a backup coming in. Every time he steps on that field, he feels like he has to prove, you know, 75,000 people in the stands wrong or that he, you know, has to prove himself over and over again. So I do feel like he is more pressed than he normally would be. Um, he feels like he has more weight on his shoulders, and I think he does need to take a deep breath and relax into the game and let it come to him. We're talking with Todd Davis, Super Bowl champ. This segment is brought to you by the Davis Fund. When you played, you played with a lot of emotion. You played with a lot of joy. And, and, and I, I watched you throughout your entire career here. When Locke came into the league, he was buzz light year and you could see his enthusiasm you could feel it in the press box you can feel it watching on your couch does he look like he's enjoying football right now not as much um but i feel like how many people would enjoy their job when you have every time you walk into your job people are telling you that you're not good at your job um it's kind of tough to fight against adversity and of course you know he's a man he's doing uh, the best he can to fight against adversity and you know prove himself um, but, you know, being in that situation and people telling you you're not good enough um, to be where you are, it's tough to fight against that and find joy, uh, you know, at your job every day. So hopefully, um, you know, he's getting back to himself. He has another opportunity this week. So hopefully he can have a little bit more enthusiasm and be out there rapping and having a good time with the guys and leading that team. Again. You, you know, as a uh, professional football player, that you got to have a short memory. Something happens, you move on to the next play immediately. Is that right? You move on to the next play. Chris. Correct? Yep. Short memory. Tell me if this observation is wrong in the way I am portraying it. When I watched Drew Locke on the field, after every play, Todd, he looks up at that jumbotron to see what happened, good or bad. And that makes me think he's not moving on to the next play. What does yeah, that say to um, you? Think, what does that say to you? <laughs> that 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 makes me um, think that he's worrying about what other people are seeing, um, what they're highlighting, um, what kind of light they're portraying him on that jumbotron, and how he's looking. And I don't think that that puts him in the best mindset to be successful. Um, I think that you know he should focus on what he's doing, keep his head down, and go to work. Um, but like I said, um, and like I've been saying, hopefully. Um, you know, he's at his best this week and can really focus on his game and, you know, relax and breathe into the game. We're talking, obviously, a lot about Drew Lopp because that's the big story, but really, this team, offensively, the bread is buttered on the ground with Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon, so when you see kind of what some other teams are doing with their game plans, like you look at, for example, the Colts on Saturday beating the Patriots and Carson Wentz only throwing 12 times, and the Patriots, the way they beat the Bills with only three passes by by Mac Jones, is it possible that maybe the best path for the Broncos to win is by going really with a run-heavy game plan that maybe runs the ball 
75 or 80 percent of the time. Yeah, I think that would be the best scenario for the Broncos to um, have the best opportunity to get a win this Sunday. Uh, it feels crazy to talk like that with Jerry Judy, a first rounder, Corlin Sutton, a Pro Bowl wide receiver, and Tim Patrick, um, you know, right along with them, just as good. Um, it feels crazy not to throw those guys the ball. Um, but those two backs you have um, in the backfield are phenomenal, and the, the offensive line has been blocking the, the run uh, very well the whole entire season's season. So I think you do, um, you know, put the game on the backs of uh, Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams. I think you let them run the rock, run the clock down, um, you know, give Drew just a little bit of responsibility, but put it on the backs of your running back in the offensive line. Scary moment on the field on Sunday with Teddy Bridgewater lying motionless on the field, had to be taken off on a stretcher, went into an ambulance, and went into the hospital overnight. It is my understanding that he didn't come to until he was in the ambulance. I understand players want to play. They're playing for their jobs. It's a short span for a football player. I get that. But even if he passes concussion protocol, does someone need to protect him from himself and say, Teddy, we need to shut it down for the year. You've had two concussions in a short amount of time, and you were just hospitalized. Yes, I believe so. Um, I believe, you know, as football players, we always want to be out there. We always want to do what's best for ourselves and for the team. We want to be out there fighting with our guys. Um, but I think at this point um, in the NFL, we've seen – uh, too much the you know what happens to guys that have multiple head injuries you know 20 or 30 years after they're done playing or even five to ten um, you know with different things like CTE or just having um, panic attacks or different things that guys can go through because of uh, brain trauma while they played um, somebody needs to step in and you know maybe tell him that you know that's enough for you know this game at least the Raiders game um, because there's so much more than just this moment he has a whole life to live. Um, outside of this, um, you know, last three weeks or however long their season goes. So if I'm hearing you correctly, you think he should be shut down for the rest of the year? I don't know about the rest of the year. Because only three um, games. I yeah, I definitely feel like he shouldn't play this next game. Well, he's not going um, to be. That, that's a given. Yeah. So if he clears concussion protocol, you think it's okay if Vic puts him on the field? <sighs> that's, a th- that's, that's tough. I mean, Because um, Vic, Vic said he's going I, to. Vic said he's going to. I personally don't think so. Um, I think the Broncos' chance of making the playoffs are very, very slim. Um, at this point, as it is, I don't see any reason to. If you see a future in Teddy, if you see a future in him coming back to the team next year, I think you look at the body of work that he's done um, up until this game. I don't think that uh, he's going to go out and be a completely different quarterback the next two games, good or bad. So if you see a future in him, if you see him as, you know, your starting quarterback next year, I, I, I say, you know, shut it down for the rest of this year and we'll get prepared for next year. Todd, did you ever go through the concussion protocol as a player? Yeah, I did. I did. I was blessed not to have a concussion, so I was more frustrated that I couldn't get back on the field mm-hmm. uh, fast enough. But, yes, I did. So, like, from the player's perspective, what is that like kind of step-by-step going through that? So it's a... So it's a lot of baseline tests that they have you do at the beginning of the year, um, whether it's memory, uh, finding patterns, remembering numbers. Um, you take a lot of tests at the beginning of the year when you're completely healthy. 
And then if you happen to go into the concussion protocol, they make you retest, retake all the tests you did at the beginning of the year. And they base your retake scores off your first scores, and that should that helps them determine whether you have a concussion or you aren't remembering things as well. Um, and so that's kind of how they determine whether you're ready to play, along with any symptoms of, you know, dizziness, can't sleep, headaches, all that kind of stuff. Uh, once you don't feel any physical symptoms, they go to your test scores. And if your test scores are improving or getting close to, you know, how they looked in the beginning of the year, then they deem you ready to play. I think some people, many people would ask the question, what I'm about to ask you this way, what would, what would be worse? a serious knee injury, or a concussion? That's how a lot of people would ask that question. So I'm going to ask it differently. What would be worse, a knee injury or a brain injury? A brain injury. Right. But uh-huh. a lot, not a lot of people look at it that way, do they? No, they don't. <laughs> but a brain injury is, is 10 times worse. I mean, you only get one of these. You can replace knees and um, you know get those healthy, but a brain injury... Some of those things, um, you know, stick with you for life, and you can't really come back from certain brain injuries. Well, you are fortunate to not to have had a concussion, for especially at yes. the position that you played where you were laying your helmet on so many guys. I think that is so great to hear. With that, tell us about the Davis Fund and all the great stuff you're doing in the community. Yeah, so the Davis Fund is an LLC. My wife and I started doing for-profit and non-for-profit um, in real estate investment and acquisitions, um, and we do it all around the Denver metro area, and uh, we're just doing what we can to give back to the community, um, hoping to help our veterans and our uh, families in transition here really soon. We have a house that'll be ready, you know, about the second week of uh, January, hoping to get people in there and just help them have a home to live in and uh, feel comfortable. So, how does that process work? And how do those people get chosen to live in that house? We, we work with um, the city and uh, the local government. It's more so um, they are placing people more than we get to find people or, um, you know, people come find us. I would love to, you know, find families and, um, you know, speak with them directly, but it's more so uh, placement. Um, people that are in transition are people that uh, are go through different programs in the government uh, deems them ready for assistance or in need of assistance. Um, that's how we find them. What? Uh, how do people get a hold of you? Yes, the best way you know to find us, you can go to thetoddavis.com. You can find out more about me and about uh, not only this um, LLC giving back to the community, but also my nonprofit, um, A Plus Living, where we give back to the community as well. Um, and you can also email us at davisinvestinginyahoo.com. Um, we love more help in the community and be able to reach more people. One more quick thing. What's better in the Davis household, Thanksgiving dinner or Christmas dinner? Oh, I would say Thanksgiving dinner. Um, Thanksgiving dinner is, is it, I mean, it doesn't get any better than that because, and I feel like it's the first time of the year that you get to eat like that. You right, know, right. So then, then you get to do it a second again, second time. It's good, but you know, you've already done it. Really right. big with Thanksgiving. How old are your kids? Five, two, and twelve. Okay, so the twelve-year-old hasn't spilled the beans, has the twelve-year-old? <laughs> and I'm not going to go any I, further because we probably have kids listening. No, I think the beans have been spilled with all my kids. <laughs> all of them? <laughs> well, well who spilled yeah. the beans? Who spilled the beans? 
I think I think my wife may have spilled. The you know what? She, that that you are. You are such a husband. <laughs> blaming it on her because what do you want to bet? If I talk to Zena, she would say that was all Todd. Yeah, I mean, you can't talk to her, so I guess you just got to take what I. No, what that's I not true because I see her at the gym too, and next time I see her, I'm going to say you 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 pointed the finger at her, and we're going to see the reaction. We're going to watch a big fight at the gym, and I'm going to say I'm sorry I caused this, but the two of you have to figure this out. I'm going to have no clue what you're talking about. Uh, you know what? I We have this on tape, and I'm going to bring it with me. <laughs> what do you think All of right. that? <laughs> Todd, Merry <laughs> Christmas to you and your family. All right. Thank you. Same to you. See you, pal. See Todd Davis brought to you by the Davis Fund coming up after the break. That was really good stuff from Todd. He, yeah, he's uh, he's got some good insight. And by the way, I like the way he explained the concussion protocol yes. as well, like what the players go through in that. Right. Okay, college football playoff. Semifinal games next Friday. Playoffs? What would you think about the idea if three teams didn't play and suddenly they just named a national champion? That could actually happen. And we'll explain why next. Next. 